0: Economics and the Spirit presents episode nine
1: of How to Be a Success: Ordinary Men Living Extraordinary Lives, the podcast that explores the messy nuts and bolts behind people's success. Now here's your host, SB Cole, author of The Good Man, exploring economics and the spirit.
0: This month, we have with us Seth Pinnock. In his 30 years on this planet, Seth has founded the hugely successful Midnight Oil Youth Summit. A clothing line, a record label, a design firm, at least two (laughs) charities including Symphony Co. and The Chosen Inc. He also fronts an award-winning gospel group called A New Thing, and he is the head of African and Caribbean engagement at Tierfund. So, I've got to be honest with you, when I was reading your research notes yesterday, I was like, I need to do more with my life. No, you don't. I need to do more with my life. (laughs) So, your story, it seems like a fairy tale of non-stop success.
2: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No, it's not.
0: Well, I'm glad you said that, because there's a but. When I was going through everything, I saw your thank you video on YouTube. Mm. And I know that the opening of that is Rising from the Ashes of Rejection and Abuse. Mm. At the age of 17, Seth Pinnock had a vision. Mm. So my first question is, what were those ashes of rejection Mm. and abuse?
2: Yeah, man. So I grew up in a really, really interesting household, (laughs) to put it it, um, lightly. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents were uh amazing people are amazing people
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um we grew up in churches that were highly legalistic and highly uh like so i don't know if What's brethren, brethren makes like you so down for me so Brethren so is a is a, a christian tradition that is like uber strict mm-hmm. so we're talking like no jewelry no makeup no earrings nice hat Nice hat, no dreadlocks, Miss Dreadlock over there. <laughs> uh, I
0: was told to cut these off when I
2: started church. Um No, uh, you know, guys couldn't wear anything that is feminine and girls couldn't wear anything that is masculine. And all of this was, you know, in the pursuit of uh, what they defined as holiness. And that became a culture and a law Um I would say the Black church then was far more uh, crystallized than it is now
0: crystallized
2: um, uh, it was a it was a tight unit. The black church in the u k as similar to the black church in America um, is still is the center rock of our community, so you do your christenings there, you do your weddings, your funerals there. <laughs> Grandma takes uh, you know the grandkids to Sunday school, and uh, if there is a, ever a riot or or, <coughs> or some civil unrest um, or some issues in our community, it is the church that we look to. The church became the place of uh, governance for our community, um, and what pastor said goes. So.
0: So how did this affect you personally, going back yeah. to this phoenix and his ashes? What, yeah, yeah, what so
2: my mum wanted to move on from that church, mm-hmm. uh, which was really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, moving from a church uh, of which my dad was an elder in and had pledged his allegiance to um, caused quite a lot of friction in my house. Um
0: so your mum wanted to move and your dad wanted to stay?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and that did happen. So mum moved and thankfully she did because she allowed us to explore and see churches that really enveloped more relationship than religion. Um, but, like, yeah, dad stayed and that caused big fractures in the household. Big, big, big fractures in the household. And essentially... Um, uh just yeah essentially obliterated my relationship with my dad at the time and um and caused a lot of pain man a lot of pain um and uh and and kind of plummeted me into a place of like not really having a good relationship with my dad mm-hmm. and therefore any other thing that looks like fatherhood or mentorship or Community or covering you kind of have a more, have a bigger bigger appetite for because you're seeking to find a love that that has been you know that I felt was robbed from me. So I'm at a place now where I'm thinking like this: Jesus, that you know was supposed to be the answer to my questions and the solution to my problems, is the reason that there is such. Uh, Turmoil in the house that I'm, I'm living in, and that was that was a very, very dark time.
0: And that was you at 17, literally thinking Jesus is the cause of the problems in your household and in your life, the separation yeah, with yeah. your dad.
2: Absolutely. Well, it was. There was. There. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, people's parents would stop talking or get separated or divorce over things like you know. Um, cheating or finance or mm-hmm. domestic abuse but mm-hmm. that was not our story our story was church divided our family and um and when you're young you just blame that on the mm-hmm. person that you know the church is orientated around not realizing that God and church are two different things mm-hmm. um which obviously I know now but it was uh it was painful and left a craving for fatherhood um in my life
0: got you so did they actually separate in the end
2: um yeah yeah they did yeah 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 yeah.
0: i think a lot of people have experience of that situation in terms of the separation the the damage that it does and for a long time
2: Mm, it does and i don't think he ever really i don't think things like that you ever really heal from in terms of the lack of fatherhood or the the uh, dream of having that um, family unit that you see over the hedge, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it gives me an opportunity for when I build my family to emulate the stuff that I want that I didn't get. To, you know, really be a great father to my kids and a great husband to my spouse. Like, Mm -hmm. it's really important for me to do well that which was not done for me. And I think that has come from uh, me not having
0: it. That makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to ask you, how did this vision come about?
2: Mm -hmm. Big question. Um, This is me pursuing... Mm -hmm pursuing purpose. So we grew up really poor. We grew up really um, without a lot. And I knew that I wanted to uh, get my mum and myself out of the state that we were in. What my mum instilled instilled in us was that education is the means for economic emancipation. Amen. Um, And so school was something that we threw ourselves at. I also knew that I was not going through it for no reason. I don't know why, but I knew that there are people that have left a significant fingerprint on this earth. um, And if you trace back their destiny to the conception stage, it is dark, it is dreary, it is painful, it is... It is,
0: it is, is, it's sad. In spite of, or maybe because of the great sadness in Seth's youth, his adult years have turned out to be a huge success. Next week, we're going to listen to him talk about how his first success, the Midnight Oil Youth Summits, came about. Here's a snippet.
2: I was 15 years old. I was trying to start a movement of young people. I came from an old school Pentecostal Jamaican church. I had no bank account, no uh, idea on how to do events. I had no ministry titles or credentials. It was just a vision. And yeah, that's how it started.
1: Thanks for listening. New episodes are available every Tuesday. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on iTunes as it will help the show to grow. Finally, The Good Man, Exploring Economics and the Spirit, is available on audible.com now. If it's your first book, it's free. Thanks for listening and stay blessed.